Start your journey with master coach, clinical counselor, and Ayurvedic practitioner, Paris Mogtatter, to uncover new layers of your life. Together, we'll break the social conditioning that holds you back, giving you a way to improve physical health, greater emotional stability, and strengthen connections both within yourself and others. Unlock clarity on what you want in all five realms, body, mind, emotions, and spiritual alignment, plus a special connection to source for an extra sparkle. So don't hold yourself back any longer when it's time for transformation from unsure self-doubter into confident game changer. Let's get started today. Hello, hello, my beloveds. Welcome back. Today we're talking about secure attachment. I know that in the previous episodes, I talked to you about the other types of attachment and especially in relationship format. So I just really want to take this session, today's session, um, focus on what does it really mean to be in a secure attachment relationship? Whether this relationship is with yourself, with your partner, or your family members, or friendships around you, what is it like to be in secure attachment? And by understanding this and feeling this in your body, I'm hoping that you start seeing more and more of the patterns that perhaps in the past you have chosen relationships that are not good for you or friendships that are not good for you. You feel like you give and give and give, do not receive enough in return or that the person is not emotionally available and just understanding how to put a stop to this. So, Let's begin our journey into secure attachment. It really is a beautiful thing. I just want to remind you that this is your inherent biological design. It's not something you're creating. It's something that is already within you. This is something that you're born with. When we are born, we already have the secure attachment. We already are looking for that connection with our mother and with our caregivers. And so it's there waiting to be expressed. It's there waiting to be discovered in any of the areas that you're not currently really grounded in secure attachment to begin with. So there could be areas of your life that you can find secure attachment. Maybe you can find friendships that last long But then as soon as you jump into a relationship, it's not the same way. And you find all the partners that are not really right for you or they they don't really give you back things that you deserve. So by going through the secure attachment uh, details and feeling it in our bodies, we want to see which area of our lives could use some love. So... I'd like to just ask you some questions to consider that might 
point out where you feel like you're already operating from secure attachment or where maybe is there a little bit of learning that could be helpful. Think of it as wherever you are now in your life. And we're going to do everything in these episodes and in the programs that I have that I work with so many of you in 12 weeks or 16 weeks or 24 weeks, supporting you to cross the bridge back over to secure attachment to deeply embody it and to be able to come from that space in more and more of your relationships under more and more situations. So if you're getting triggered by something, you just recover a lot faster back into secure attachment. That's the goal. You know what it's like, you know what to look for, and you've tried out some of the behaviors. And maybe you already know that you can get into this place when you're calm and collected. But what we want to do is to start practicing enough time so that it can kick in even when you're under stress. So let's talk about what some of those aspects might be in the form of asking questions. I'm going to ask you questions of how you experience yourself with your partner today. Now, if you don't have a partner and you're not in a relationship, think about someone that is close to you or Think about um, a relationship that is significant to you. It's best uh, to focus on one relationship. So go ahead and take a breath and come to your body and just find that one significant person in your life. Notice when I ask these questions, what comes to your mind? So let's begin. Do you feel predominantly relaxed with your partner most of the time when you're in their presence and you're both sitting together most of the time, meaning maybe 80% of the time? Do you feel relaxed and you feel safe? Do you find it easy to flow between being close and in connection And then also at times being in your own space and your own aloneness. Do you give each other that permission? You're close and and then you're able to step away and everyone do their own thing to recollect themselves. If you and your partner have a problem or an issue, an argument, you hit a glitch, Is it relatively easy for you to apologize or brainstorm a win-win situation with them and repair? If there was a misunderstanding, is it easy to come together and repair the misunderstanding? Do you feel that people are essentially good at heart? Do you feel they have basic goodness? Like in Buddhism, it's believed that every being has a good heart and a good soul, and they can return to that. Do you believe that? 
Is it a priority for you to keep agreements with your partner? Do you attempt to discover and meet the needs of your partner as much as you find as possible? And do you also feel comfortable expressing your own needs and receiving their attention and care to actively protect your partner from any harm and you attempt to maintain safety in your relationship? And then coming back to that maintaining safety, maintaining safety in a way that doesn't mean you never take risks or you don't work on growth edge, but you basically trust your partner to be a safe haven for you. Things happen outside of the relationship, maybe you didn't have a good day at work or You know, anything could happen, but you two come together and find that safe space together. The problems are often outside of the relationship. Are you able to look at your partner with kindness and care? And do you look forward to spend time together? Are you able to respect your partner's privacy and respect the boundaries of your relationship? That certain information just belongs to the two of you and it's not shareable. For any kind of exploration of wounds or celebrations or important events that happen in your life, do you honor that this is just between the two of you? Are you available for safe touch? Do you feel affectionate with your partner? These are just some of the possibilities you might consider that relate to secure attachment. So let's talk about secure attachment. And again, it's the ideal scenario. No one does this perfectly, but it's an orientation that's important for us to understand. So Now, one of the myths about secure attachment is that a lot of people think, okay, I had everything I needed. I had a roof over my head. I have three meals. My parents took me to the doctor if I was sick. And they kind of think of that as that's it. That's all we need. But secure attachment means more than that. I never forget in therapy for me when it clicked It was that the time where um, we were talking about my mother, and my mother is actually a very secure attachment, caring person, and she really created that for us. But in everything else but being emotionally available. So she would give us whatever we needed. There was always the best foods and the best environment available in the house, In fact, she quit her career to be with us kids and she would give anything to just be focused on us. The focus was always me and my brother. But when my therapist said, well, were were your needs met? And I thought, yeah, like 100%. She was always there for me. There was always food. All of my needs were met. And she said, well, what about your feelings? And then something clicked in me and I thought, 
oh, wow, um, I could never share my feelings with her. There was no room for feelings to be shared. So secure attachment, we could have it in different areas of our life, but we're missing it in certain other areas. So the secure attachment comes into play when your parents were protected above you enough that you felt safe, that you were held in an environment, but in a way that they are protective of you, but then they won't get in your way of your own autonomy. So you have your own choices, you have your own chances to be who you are. So we learn self-protection from adults, usually parents being protective towards us. So were they paying attention to who you were hanging out with? Were they aware of what you were doing during the day? Were they clear that there were parents there to support you, to make sure that you were going to be okay? And do you feel your parents were supportive when you needed to separate and explore on your own? But they were always really available for you when you came back to reconnect. Did you feel that they were sort of watching out for you? They were sort of um, there for you and caring for your safety? Were they playful? Did they have a sense of humor? Could you laugh with them? Could you relax with them? And so what we're looking for is that there is a positive enough holding environment. And when there is this sort of container for you, there's a sort of place to relax. There's a safe haven. Then you can go and do your thing and engage. And then you can always come back to this safe haven. So a sense of trust, and this is a different trust than the one that you have built all throughout your life. This is an inherent trust that we are born with because as babies, we come out and we trust that our parents are there to meet our needs, that, that we are, we're so vulnerable and we enter this world and here we are. And if our needs are not met in any way, that is when the trust starts kind of becoming compromised. But I want you to go back to this idea of having trust in the goodness of the people, in the goodness of the world. And this is definitely something you can rebuild back. It's not something that is lost forever. So if you can feel that people are fundamentally good, well-meaning, but also, this doesn't mean that you don't have discernment because certainly there are many examples of when people let us down or it can be actually dangerous. So it's important to have this trust, but have the discernment of understanding when to have this trust and when to not act on it. A long time ago, uh, a person asked Albert Einstein if he could have the absolute truth to any question that he might consider, what question would he ask? And his response to that was, "In is the universe friendly? That was the question. Because depending on how you answer that question, 
has a very big impact on how you live your life, what your perspective of life is. It's a decision you get to make. He also is known to say you can live life from two different perspectives. Everything is a miracle or miracles don't exist. So Albert Einstein made his own decision. What decision are you going to make? He really believed from his perception that the universe is friendly, even with all the difficulties that might arise. So that is kind of the uh, basic trust. And I want to say a little bit more about this because it can be a little bit confusing. Sometimes when people have had deep wounds or deep disappointments, they can react in two different ways. One is they decide, I can't trust anybody or any situation or any government or any community as a result of what has happened to them in their world. So they actually just, without discrimination, cut off trust all together. And then other people, uh, which is also a, also a trauma response and a trauma symptom, come into a sense of throwing their trust. And what I mean by throwing their trust is that they might even enter dangerous situations without any uh, discernment. Just trusting in situations that would, for the normal person, have a lot of red flags. So we're looking at healing trust as a part of our journey into restoring ourselves to secure attachment, a trust that is basic trust that understands life in a certain way, but also has a discernment within it. So this explains why, you know, um, sometimes prisoners really start creating an attachment to the guards or people who torture them. It's that kind of trauma response of throwing their trust at these people. So we don't want that. And we don't want to not trust anyone or any situation altogether. We have to create that balance in between the two. And I know a lot of you watching um, this episode or listening to this episode are thinking, oh my goodness, I have you know, how can I do that with my partner? How can I do that with my parents or with my children or at work? This is very complex and it can be very complex when you have children and partners and friends and everyone has their own attachment style and their own constitutional doshas and their own, you know, pranic flow or no pranic flow. So, one of the things I want you to really understand, and I want to highlight this about secure attachment, and this has been studied on. It's not something that I'm just saying. They did a study and um, they found out that if you are about 20 to 30% of time, if you are practicing these secure attachment techniques and you're you're creating that safe haven for your children to come back to 20 to 30% of time they will develop secure attachment i mean that's pretty forgiving isn't it that means you have got 
70% of the time to slip and go off course. So um, if there is any kind of misattunements or mistakes or you do something and you really regret it, just coming back to that sense of being able to repair is the most important thing. It's even more important than always being in secure attachment. It's having techniques and having conversations around repair. And so you could do this with a practice with your partner, your children. You could have even a word that you all say that nobody else, it could just be some words that mean nothing to other people. But when you say that word or when you go sit on your meditation cushion or when you go, you know, you, you, you are in the heat of the moment and you do something that you regret and you take your time out and you, when you're ready, you do this thing or you say this word and it signals to your children or your, to your partner, to others that you're ready for repair. And I've seen this being really, really um, a crucial part of recreating secure attachment and staying in secure attachment in relationships with anyone in our lives. So I really like to emphasize repair because it's one of the most valuable things you will perhaps take out of this episode. And first of all, understanding that no one is perfect all the time. No one is present all the time. No one is in secure attachment all the time. So that being able to forgive yourself for the times that you're not that, but having the awareness of coming back to that is the most important thing. So we are actually learning how to repair together. As we fall off track or in a situation or we get in an argument, how do we come back and repair? So um, just going back and forth between knowing that it's not our best self that kind of goes out of balance, but knowing what that our best self is so that we can come back to alignment. And that's for everybody. None of us are perfect and always in alignment. So learning repair is a big part of what keeps us in secure attachment in our important relationship. So if you just take one thing away from this episode today, please remember to practice repair. Now, we didn't always learn good repairs or apology models from our original families. Usually, uh, when I ask people in groups, who had a good model for repair? <laughs> what did your parents do for repair? Um, only a few hands go up. So usually about 10% of people have good modeling in this. So this is something that to remember that usually doesn't come to us naturally and we have to learn it. So it's important to understand, to practice it. So now... After that lecture, I would like to invite you to do a very short meditation with me because what we have just learned, it's, it's super, super important, but we have logically understood secure attachment with the left side of our brain, which is our logical brain, but research shows that we can really... Okay. So go ahead and sit somewhere comfortable, just somewhere you can be sitting on the chair or on a couch 
or if you're just listening to this while you're driving, maybe see it in your mind's eye. Don't close your eyes. But just go ahead and get really comfortable in your own body. And I do recommend doing this exercise again if you're in the car when you're not driving so that you can close your eyes, bring your attention to your breath. Notice as you inhale, the breath comes in all the way to the core of your being. And as you exhale, ah, you let go and release any tension. And then bring to mind, while you are centering yourself, a person in your life that you think is more secure attachment style. So this can be your parent or your friend or your partner, someone that when you're in their presence, you naturally feel so relaxed. You feel safe. This can be that one person in your life you always go to when there is uh, a real problem and you know that they're going to be there for you. You know that they're always there for you. You know that their love has no limits. So go ahead and picture them in your mind's eye. So if there was a screen right on your forehead and you were sitting inside your mind and you're watching the screen, can you visualize their face, their eyes, maybe their gaze, kindness in their eyes? Maybe notice their body, if their heart center is kind of bigger and you feel the love coming out of it. Notice all that. And then as you notice that, allow your body to relax. You can even bring up a memory of a time where you were in their presence. How did you feel when you were in their presence? And I want you to now come back to your body as you breathe in and breathe out and scan your body. How does your body feel now? Ask yourself, what do I feel in the presence of this person? Do I feel safe? Do I feel held? Do I feel like I can let go and be myself fully, that there's no judgment? Do I feel like if I am just fully letting go in myself, that they will be there for me and they will hold me? Maybe a sigh comes. Notice the reaction of your body as you envision being in the presence of this person. In what part of your body can you feel their presence? Maybe the center of your heart starts tingling a bit. Maybe you feel warm on your shoulders as maybe you envision their hands on your shoulders, supporting you, holding you, caring for you. Notice if you can see the two of you together, you're having a conversation. Is there any laughing? Are you two sharing something? 
stay in your body as you feel that sense of relaxation. There is nothing to hold back. You do not have to show up as a different person. You can be fully yourself with this person. And take a deep breath in and let those feelings settle into your body. Let yourselves remember what it is like to be relaxed. What it's like to be fully held by another person. And notice that this is how all relationships should be. If you are ever showing up by anything other than yourself, you're showing up and you have to be something you are not, you will know that right away you're not in a secure relationship. Go ahead and take a breath. Maybe bring your hands to your heart and really feel the pulsations in your heart, how it feels, how much love you feel for this person or for yourself. And let your chin drop down. Well done, my beloved. Hariyom, you've done it. Now, the information we've learned on the left side of the brain is integrated into the information, the feelings, the sensations on the right side of the brain so that we can remember what it's like to be in secure attachment relationships. That when we are with someone that will not allow us to show up as we are, that we do not have to be there. Okay, my loves, I hope you found this session helpful. I'll see you next time. right my beloveds if you have enjoyed this session and this episode of the teachings please know you can find me on www.parasmoktader my first and last name.com or you can find me on instagram or any of the other social media platforms and send me a message i would love to hear from you and continue this journey of growth and learning together I have developed different programs that could match your constitution in different ways so that you can find growth as you tune in and you can keep seeking knowledge and spreading the positivity. I hope I hear from you soon. Namaste. Thank you.